0: well hello and welcome back to walk it out with leah McCrae. i am leah mccray i am in my basement and this is the unfinished part of it um but it has been like a week since i have done a podcast or video and um i just did not want to wait any longer i am not going to wait until everything is perfect that is not um how we should approach our time and our our uh, ministry with God and I do consider this my ministry so I am just going to continue to press forward go on ahead and um, so welcome back and we are at Genesis chapter 20 that is what we are going to be doing today as we transform our bodies as well as our minds so let's get our treadmills going I usually have this started already um, but I did not today so I'm just gonna get mine going here you get on yours and let's um, if you're getting on your bike or if you're headed outside or whatever it is that you're doing today Um, To transform those bodies. Let's just get it in as we transform our mind with the Word of God so um, i'm starting we're doing 13 minutes i was thinking about going 45 um, but we'll see how this goes we'll see where the spirit of the lord takes us today all right but let's start in prayer father god in the name of Jesus we just thank you that you are our daddy we thank you lord god that you um, know us through and through and yet you still love us you gave your only begotten son for us lord and we just love you so much we thank you for the blood of Jesus hallelujah that makes us righteous that brings Brings us into relationship with you. And Lord, we ask for forgiveness of any sin, Lord God, any iniquity that is found in us, Father God. We ask that you would reveal it to us so that we can repent, Lord God and that we can um, uh, just be in sweet communion with you we love you lord bless this time together father Uh, give us divine revelation divine truth open up your word lord god so that we can go from faith to faith and glory to glory giving you the praise always in jesus name we pray amen and amen all right so we are starting with genesis 20 uh, and it goes The first part of this is uh, Abraham deceives Abimelech particular version. I may go back and forth but I'm going to start in the NLT. So it says, uh, Abraham moved south to Negev and lived for a while between Kadesh and Shur and then he moved on to Gerar. While living there as a foreigner, Abraham introduced his wife, Sarah, Sarah by saying, She is my sister. So King Abimelech of Gerar sent for Sarah and had her brought to him at his palace. But that night, God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, You are a dead man, for that woman you have taken is already married. But Abimelech had not slept with her yet. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister and she herself said yes he is my brother I acted in complete innocence my hands are clean in the dream God responded yes I know you are innocent that's why I kept you from sinning against me and why I did not let you touch her now return the woman to her husband and he will pray for you for he is a prophet then you will live but if you don't return her to him you can be sure that you and all your people will die so abimelech got up early the next morning and quickly called all his servants together when he told them what had happened his men were terrified then abimelech called for abraham what have you done to us? He demanded. What crime have I committed that deserves treatment like this, making me and my kingdom guilty of this great sin? No one should ever do what you've done. My goodness, whatever possessed you to do such a thing. Now here is a, a man, a king, a man of the world, where he called God Lord. So um, we, we, uh, he respected him. He respected him as God. Uh, He knew that there was a higher power but yet he is um, talking to the prophet of God to Abraham the man who was blessed of God and asking him how could you do this thing and why would you do such a thing uh, uh, create such a, a, a great sin against me and my nation wow and so Abraham replied I thought this is a godless place they will want my wife and will kill me to get her And she really is my sister, for we both have the same father but different mothers, and I married her. When God called me to leave my father's, I'm going to stop right here at 13, because this, I'm going to go back, read 12. No, start at 11. Abraham replied, I thought this is a godless place. They will want my wife and will kill me to get her. Okay, let's just talk about this for a minute. This is a man of God. Okay, think about this in your own life because I'm thinking about it in mine. Who, um, who, who makes an assumption that the people around him or this nation that he is entering is godless. So he's acting out of fear and he's going to lie. To pray. Well, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. It's a half-truth, so that's a lie. He's gonna lie to protect himself, and then he rationalizes it and says, and she really is my sister, for we both have the same father but different mothers, and I married her. So, he acts out of fear because he makes an assumption about people in a situation uh forgetting for a moment the providence of God, the protection of God's hand that is on him and and he cre- and he uh almost allows this man in this nation to commit a sin, but Abraham didn't know something uh that this man uh, that God was interested in this king and in this nation, and that He had a reverence and a respect for God. So when he came to him in the dream, uh, the man was like, Abimelech was like, no, I don't want to do that. I didn't know um, that this was his wife. So I think this is a lesson for us, that uh, for, for those of us who are walking with the Lord, we have to be careful that we're not making assumptions, number one, about people. And about situations that we need to always be talking to God and asking uh, for for His leading and what we should do in the situation. And then two, uh, not to rationalize or make excuses for our sins. Hey, I'm talking to myself. Okay, not to rationalize and make excuses for our sin. Because when we are acting out of fear, and uh, even if it is out of fear, you know, because first God tells us not to be afraid. Fear is an enemy. Fear is a liar. I just heard that song today. Fear is a liar. It will rob you. It will make you do things that you know you shouldn't do. Fear is a liar. So here's an example. But still, we see the mercy and the hands of God on Abraham and in uh, the covenant, you know, where he is protecting him. And he is uh, um, and then he tells the king to go back to Abraham and have him pray for you. OK, although Abraham was the one who opened the door for this king to, to possibly commit this great sin. But yet he tells him, you got to go back to my prophet and you got to and, and ask him to pray for you oh hallelujah doesn't that give you some confidence that even when you miss it even when you mess up that your relationship with god that the fact that that he has put his name upon you it means something you are still his prophet you are still his child you are still his priest hallelujah so let's go on so 13 it says uh when god called me to leave my father's home and to travel from place to place. I told her, do me a favor, wherever we go, tell the people that I am your brother. Then Abimelech took some of his sheep and goats, cattle, male and female servants, and he presented them to Abraham. He also returned his wife Sarah to him. Then Abimelech said, look over my land and choose any place where you would like to live. And he said to Sarah, Look, I am giving your brother 1,000 pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses. This is to compensate you for any wrong I may have done to you. Now here is a man who fears God and who walks in honor towards God. No matter what else is going on in his life, this is in here for a reason. Here is a man that is, um, that has heard the word of the Lord and is honoring the word of the Lord where the prophet the man of God didn't he uh, he missed it a little bit but still we see who God honors who God uh, places his hand of covering and protection on that no man that no circumstance uh, is gonna change that no intentional circumstance because we know that Abraham's heart is for God he was just walking in fear in this moment and God knows his heart right God does know our heart whether it be uh, whether we think it's open before him or not he knows it so and then he goes on to say uh, this will settle any claim against me and your reputation is clear then Abraham prayed to God And God healed Abimelech his wife and his female servants so they could have children Wow so we also learn that this man was and his family uh, well his his, he and his wife they were barren they couldn't have any children so God speaking with him giving him the opportunity to, to show his reverence for God, his fear of God, and he did that with Abraham, and then God healed him. Just think about all the mercy that God is just showing, the mercy and favor that he's just showing all around in this particular chapter. So, verse uh, 18, for the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. So, God healed him. Uh, God had uh, pronounced judgment But when the man but when the king When he had reverence for the Lord and for what his his word and he knew that he was about to commit this sin Even though he didn't have knowledge of it Which is why God went to him in a dream to let him know and give him the opportunity to repent and that's what he did So God healed him. Amen, so that is verse I'm sorry, that's Genesis chapter 20. So we're gonna move on to 21, the birth of Isaac. Verse one, "Uh, the Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God said it would. Hallelujah. Let's pause on this a moment. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. What has God promised you? What word are you standing on from the Lord? Whether it's a promise in, in the book or whether it's a of promise that aligns itself with the promises in his word. Whatever it is that he's promised you, think of Sarah. Let her be your witness. Stand on that word. Don't let go. Stand on it. Be in expectation of it. And remember this verse, verse 1, the Lord God kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. Take her name out and put your name there. The Lord God kept his word and did for me, Leah, exactly what he had promised. You say it. The Lord God kept his word and did for exactly what he promised he is not a man that he should lie his word shall not return boy if he made a promise to you if you're standing on a word he's gonna keep it she became pregnant verse 2 and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age this happened at just the time God said it would. there is a time of harvest there is a time of manifestation we don't always know what it is but God does there is a time of harvest hallelujah there is a time of manifestation there is a time where what you are believing God for it shall manifest you shall see it If you just hold on to your faith hold on hold on to your faith and read this chapter, the first two verses of this, if you feel, uh, if you ever feel discouraged. Oh, there are many more chapters in this book, many more in the Word of God, many in the New Testament. But you just can think about this if you want. Just hold on to this. She became pregnant when God said she would and gave birth to a son. Verse 3, hallelujah, that'll preach right there. And Abraham named their son Isaac and remember Isaac means laughter because she laughed and you know what I thought about this it didn't have to be a laugh of disbelief I mean it didn't have to be a laugh of, of uh, I don't believe it was a laugh of mocking or a laugh it was a laugh of have you ever have you ever had something happen to you where or, or something that you have wanted, or that you have been waiting for, or something that you wouldn't dare, dare dream of to, to ask or to wish for. And then it happened, and you got it. And you laugh, you're like, oh my gosh, is this real? Or somebody tells you that they're gonna do something, and you're like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You know, it's the laugh of, this is just, too much it's just too wonderful for me to even think of I think that's the kind of laugh that she had because I know I've had those in my life with God where he would just do something and it would be "Oh God are you serious or he would speak something into my spirit and it's just like that's just too wonderful it's just too wonderful could this really be so that's what I think she did but anyway so his name was Isaac Isaac means laughter eight days after Isaac was born Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded here's Abraham being obedient Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born and Sarah declared God has brought me laughter hallelujah all who hear about this will laugh with me laugh with me and just the sheer uh. Oh goodness, goodness of God and just the sheer magnificence of God and the sheer miracle of God to give her a child at 90 plus years and Abraham at a hundred. Oh my goodness, you laugh at just the sheer joy of a God who can do this. So she wants us to laugh with her. All who hear about it, all who hear about it, laugh with her. And that's what we're gonna do when God delivers his word, when the promises and the manifestations come in our lives of the great things that God has promised, of, of our loved ones being saved, of, of the different uh, promises or, the homes or the the healings whatever it is that's so out of reach in the natural and God delivers it just by his word oh you laugh you laugh at just the sheer magnificence of a God who loves us like that so then verse 7 oh she said sorry go back to verse 6 all who hear about this will laugh with me Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. Uh, When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant, Hagar, making fun of her son, Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, get rid of that slave woman and her son. He is not going to share the inheritance with my son Isaac. I won't have it. Okay, now Sarah is acting out of the natural, out of her flesh, right? She sees uh, Hagar and and Ishmael making fun of Isaac and And this roused her as a mama, and those mothers out there, you know, we can understand that and feel that. But this is also prophetic because we already know that Ishmael cannot share, cannot share in the inheritance with Isaac. Ishmael is a child of, of, of human means. Isaac is a child of the word, of divine means. So we already know, and we already know what God has said. So although she's acting in the natural, this has to happen because because this is God's plan. Okay, this is prophetic. So, 11, this upsets Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son. And again, you can understand that. Ishmael is flesh and blood. Ishmael is the son of Abraham. No matter how he came to be, that's his son and he loves him. So the entanglements, and look at this in the spirit, the entanglements in the natural have implications. Okay, they affect us. And they can cause us to lose sight of God's plan. That's why we shouldn't put our hands in what God has said that he will do. Let him do it. Uh, you, uh, we do what he tells us to do by his leading, but we don't presume and we don't try and help God out because it causes all kinds of emotional entanglements. And this, and this is what happens here. Abraham is upset. He knows what God said. Uh, but yeah, this is his son and he loves him. And so, uh, but God told Abraham, Do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you. For Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. This is what God had already said. This is his word. But I will also make a nation of the descendants of Hagar's son because he is your son too. So he says, don't worry, Abraham. I'm also going to provide for Ishmael. I'm going to make a nation of them. Because he is also your son. He didn't come about the way that I told you. Okay, you went outside of me, but he's still your son, and I'm going to make provision for him. So Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food and a container of water, and strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with their son, and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, as she burst into tears. Okay, here we have a woman and her child. And yeah, she uh, she acted out of her flesh, you know, making fun of of, of Isaac and... Or whatever it was that they were doing and we know previously that she changed her attitude towards Sarah Um, all of this because of the entanglement of them going outside of the Word of God right but here she is now and uh, with her son and she doesn't want to see him die she knows that that she believes that they're both gonna perish out there she doesn't want to see that and she's She's uh, hurt, and she's scared, as any mother would be. But verse 17, But God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well full of water she quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink and God was with the boy as she grew up in the wilderness as he grew up I'm sorry in the wilderness he became a skillful archer and he settled in the wilderness of Paran his mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt About this time, Abimelech came with Phicol, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do, Abimelech said. Swear to me in God's name that you will never deceive me, my children, or any of my descendants. I have been loyal to you. So now swear that you will be loyal to me and to this country where you are living as a foreigner. Abraham replied, Yes, I swear it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a will that Abimelech's servant had taken by force from Abraham's servant. This is the first I've heard of it, Abimelech answered. I have no idea who is responsible. You have never complained about this before. Abraham then gave some of his sheep goats and cattle to Abimelech, and they made a treaty. But Abraham also took seven additional female lambs and set them off by themselves. Abimelech said, asked, Why have you set these seven apart from the others? Abraham replied, Please accept these seven lambs to show your agreement that I dug this well. Then he named the place Beersheba, Well of the oath because that was where they had sworn the oath. After making their covenant at Beersheba, Abimelech left with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned home to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there he worshipped the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham lived as a foreigner in Philistine country for a long time. Okay, so and that's the end of chapter 20. Oh, and we have done 25 minutes already. God is good. So at the end of this chapter, uh, we find that uh, Hagar and Ishmael have separated from Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac, and God is caring for him and is making of him a great nation as well. But the blessing is on Isaac, as God said it would be. And the blessing comes through Isaac, as God said it would be. And we also see the king of the country of Philistine uh, sees that God is with Abraham. And he just wants to live at peace with him because he knows that there is no way that he can make war against this man and win when the God of all, heaven and earth, is for him. So, Abraham's life we see already is a testimony and a testament to God. So, that's something we can also think about in our lives, right? That as we live our lives in obedience and the fear and awe of the Lord, that it will cause people to know and to see that the blessing is on us. Because if we're living in obedience, we're living in the blessed place, right? We're following God wherever he tells us to go. We're doing what he tells us to do. We are right in the center of blessings and that is gonna cause people to look and to say I don't know what it is about them, but it's something and they may come and ask you Just like Abimelech knew that it was the God is that it was God the one and only God who was blessing and protecting Abraham and that will um, be your testimony as well uh, that will be uh, what people say about you even though you have trials even though you know you make mistakes and you mess up and you walk in fear sometimes but you just got to know that God loves you and that you just uh, and and that he cares for you And just repent ask for forgiveness and try and walk better you know it's just just be obedient to his word be open to hear him whatever it is he's telling you to do just be open to hear him and walk it out in faith and I know that that's not always easy I know that that's challenging it's challenging because we're in this flesh because we got to renew our minds you know we still got that um the 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 warped mind that we were born with and that we uh and that grew up with us and that trained us until we uh decided to receive jesus as our lord and savior and then and then our spirit was saved but our flesh well this flesh will never be saved but our mind then has to begin to be transformed by the word of god so that we can walk according to the spirit instead of according to the flesh so uh, this is just a—it's a process. It's a process, and God knows exactly where you are, right? So let's just uh, end with that. I think let's just praise God for the process. Praise God for His mercy in the process, and let's just thank Him for the transformative power in His Word. For it is it is a transforming power his word is is life right his word is life to us and um so just continue to chew on the word to think about the word to talk with your lord and savior to allow the holy spirit to move you and to lead you and to guide you in everything so God bless you. Have an awesome, awesome rest of day or evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to this podcast or watching this video. Again, uh, I know the surroundings, uh, the the what I want to say, the um, visual <laughs> is not that great right now, but just imagine uh, that we are wherever it is that you want to be. Just imagine that. Just start using your imagination to uh, bring forth your future. Okay, Um, we're gonna learn about that as well. I don't know where that came from, that came from the Holy Spirit. So, we're going to talk about our imagination and how God gave us our imagination, and using our imagination gives us the visual for where for our future, uh, for where we want to be, for where He's taking us. We have to see it first before we can be there, right? Uh, We believe uh, before we actually walk in it. And part of that believing is, is seeing, is seeing in our sanctified imagination. So man, okay. I think that's going to be a weekend, uh, um, topic that we're going to do has to be, but, uh, God bless you. We've done 30 minutes. Woo. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening or day. And, uh, until we meet again.